Shut up and sit down. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to my very irregular podcast. My name is Sharon Ferns, and I blog over at www.dom-chronicles, D-O-M-M-E-chronicles.com. I have a little bit of a cold. (laughs) This has been going on for some two weeks now. So my voice may sound a little bit odd and if I have to pause to sniff or to cough, well, then you'll just have to wait, won't you? I have a um, new setup here. It's not really new. I have had some very stellar advice from a couple of people who are much more experienced at creating audio and I have taken that advice And I'm thinking and hoping that the quality of this podcast is going to be much better than my previous. So welcome. And a special welcome to my Patreon folks. All my supporters over there on one of the higher tiers are going to get the full, unedited, ridiculous copy of this podcast. Much earlier than everybody else. So welcome and thank you for your support over there. If you want to support me over there, it's patreon.com, Dom Chronicles, one word, D-O-M-M-E, Chronicles. Right, let's not waste any time. I have many, many ask me questions to go through. So let's do it, babe. (laughs) The first one already made me laugh. Hey, Ferns! Exclamation. When was the last time you flicked your bean and what were you thinking of? All the best, Mr. Hines. I see what you did there. Um, this morning or yesterday morning or last night? One of those. And what was I thinking of? I have some go-to fantasies that are horrible and violent and not to be shared with anybody in this forum. (laughs) They're horrific, trust me. And not BDSM cute. Ooh, playtime, but terrible. Like, genuinely terrible. So, (laughs) there you go. Hi, fans. I've always loved your blog and the regular down-to-earth nature of it. With all the talk of relationships, though, if you met the right guy, would you want to have children? All the best, Adam. Oh, bless your little heart, Adam. I am of a certain age and there are no children in my future. I will tell you that right now. So, no. And actually, I'm going to add a little bit more because this is always a concern when I get approached by younger men because at some stage I assume they're going to want to have kids. And, yeah, I always discuss that with anybody younger who thinks they want a long-term relationship with me as opposed to a hookup which you know that's a very different thing what an amazing sight i am in a vanilla relationship for many decades spouse would never try this i can dream can't i learning about this world is fulfilling thank you well i'm glad you're getting something out of it 
And I'm just going to say this. I know you've been married for decades. That's a long time. But have you ever asked your spouse to do a little super fun little, you know, role play, sex play, different play, just for a, you know, Saturday night special treat and see how it goes? You don't have to throw all the submission at her or any BDSM stuff. You just say, hey, you know, I'd really like it if you tied me up and teased me. Would that be fun for you? And then we can do something that you've really wanted to do for ages. Anyway, if you've never tried it, you never know. No questions, just wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much for that and for showing how long it's been since I did a podcast. My birthday was in July. Oh, I'm now thinking that maybe I couldn't fit all of the older um, questions into my last podcast because I'm pretty sure I did one in August. Well, anyway, thank you. I appreciate that. Pleasure to write to you, Sharon. Oh, well, thank you. It's a pleasure to hear from you. I'm a young man who has struggled recognising my submissive nature. The emotional anguish this has caused me has been considerable. This has been the most tumultuous road I have ever taken. Coping with intimate desire to bring happiness to a woman's life at the expense of my own, while maintaining my own masculine identity, was bringing me to a dark place. Until I stumbled on your blog. Oh, that makes me so happy! <gasps> Your detailed writings on how domination brings you a deep sensual happiness. Sharing your lifestyle and showing me a femdom world outside of the stereotypes of the community's lowest common denominator. And all the passion, vulnerability and clarity your post brings to thinking minds. I needed to see this to help me through. That someone can accept submissives and not forget I'm a human being. Thank you. Your words touched my heart and I hope my words have touched yours. Graciously, James C. Seriously, they have absolutely touched my heart. Thank you so much. I live for this stuff. I live for hearing from people who are helped by my content because that makes me seriously happy. He added a little P.S. P.S. Here are all my kinks. Please dominate me, goddess. <laughs> LOL, not, but could you imagine? <laughs> yes, yes, I could imagine. James, I am so delighted you found my blog and my content, and I genuinely hope that it continues to help you and that you grow past the troubles and the anguish and the tumultuous time you've been having with accepting yourself and your desires. I will also add this. I'm not some lone ranger out here. It's just that... There is a lot of noise out there in the marketing of professional services and FinDom and pay for play and all of that relies on a certain extreme of femdomery that is not how people live in their relationships. They're two quite different and separate things, even though quite a few um, pros of different kinds also have lifestyle relationships that's not what they are showing to the world because that's not what marketing works so I just want to assure you that 
I'm not some outlier in Femdom. There are plenty of us around and I hope that someone wonderful finds you and you find them. And thank you again. As I sit here listening to your podcast, I had to tell you, the way you handle the questions men pose about how to make their women the way they want them is brilliant. (laughs) Far too many men want us to be their perfect fantasy. This is my fantasy too, damn it. That's all. Keep rocking it. You're amazing. (laughs) Obviously, this is from a a female dominant, and I, I actually love it when I hear from women who can relate to things that I said and for whom it's a yes kind of reaction. And that is exactly right. It's my fantasy too. And given the whole premise is that I'm supposed to have the power and supposed to be in control and have things my way, the number of serve me my fantasies mistress types that end up everywhere all the time can be quite, I guess, demoralizing after a while. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you found that the way I handle those questions is useful. Thank you. Oh, and I have champagne because of course I do. It is a birthday champagne that is still left over. See, I'm not the guzzling champagne monster you might think I am. It is a um, Piper Heidsick, which is not my favourite but it is very, very good. So cheers. I'm going to clink again. I've done this before. It's very loud. Sorry. (laughs) There you go. I did a little quiet one. Cheers. Should a slave walk into training with a new mistress and send money ahead for equipment and clothing at the mistress's liking? No, no, you should not. Go to my blog www.dom-chronicles.com and look up scam because you're being scammed and don't give people you don't know on the internet any money unless there is an agreed pay-for-play scenario with someone who you have researched and for whom you know exactly what you're getting. So no, do not do that. Hello ferns, Reek here again. Yes, Reek is a broken slave in Game of Thrones. My owner, Lady Isla, told me to watch it all and meet my namesake. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty harsh namesake there. If you haven't watched it, it's pretty brutal what happens to Reek. I'm not going to do a spoiler, though. CCTV has now been installed in my bedroom as well as my living room, and I sometimes get a put your light out from her through it. And she recently made me whip myself for a friend who is watching with her. Plans for the collaring proceed. At the start of the ceremony, I must pass three ordeals to earn the right to wear her collar. Lose my strap-on cherry, 24 judicial cane strokes for a past sin, and my hair shorn to number one. None of these do I relish, but she does, and that is all that matters. I hope you read this. You make my words sound very sexy. Best wishes, Lady Isla's Slave Reek. Well, Lady Isla and Slave Reek, congratulations on the upcoming collaring. It might have been done already, considering I'm so behind in going through these Q&As. So congratulations, whether it's done or it's coming up. I hope it all went very well and 
you have a happy ever after coming to you. Hi Ferns, was wondering if you've ever been introduced to a kink, it says link but I know he means kink, by a submissive that you thought you had very little interest in and actually ended up really enjoying it. Kind regards, Psychads. Psychads are a relative of the phone, I think. <laughs> Just so, this is my cousin, my cousin's Psychad. Um, absolutely. Um, my introduction to uh, DS really was through people who had much more experience than me and they introduced me to things that I liked because they liked them. And that's always the case with me. If, unless I have some, like, squeamish thing about it or there are some things that I just know I will not enjoy, really, a lot of my relationships with submissives have been, have included that, where they have a kink that I've never been particularly interested in, but I become interested because that is what works to get vulnerability and reactions from them. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with men? I mean, really. <laughs> I post on FetLife often and day in and day out, it's almost always the same questions from the same types of men. How do I find a dumb? Why do so many women want tribute? Why don't doms ever fuck their slaves? Nobody loves me. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. It's not that hard. I'm saying this as a man myself. Why do so many men seem to fall for the fantasy and not understand that sending out hundreds of blind solicitations will mostly get you a bunch of sex workers pushing their services? Or more frustratingly, on the other side of the coin, why do you think all dominant women are sex workers and play for pay? <laughs> you are banging my drum, baby. What did this to men? Who gave them the bad touch? <laughs> too, is it too much porn? Just selfish assholes standing out from the crowd. I mean, it's just so frustrating to read the same questions so often. Ones that have been answered time and again and can be found with little or no effort on their part. Rant over. Thank you. <laughs> Although I don't know. I think I think on the one hand, one of the issues is that the majority of men who come into those spaces have all had the same exposure, the same experience or lack of experience, the same you know various kinds of media input. And they all, not all, the majority of them start there. So every single one of them has the same experience and thinks it's unique. So when these questions come up, and it is frustrating, I try not to get too mad because I've seen a hundred of them and this is their first time seeing any of this, you know. So their expectations are completely blown out of the water. Their expectations are ridiculous, but they all come from the same place, all of them. I do wish that more men who come into BDSM spaces would slow their role, take their time, self-educate, do some fucking reading, boys. <laughs> 
before they start hammering at people to solve this problem that they've made up because of their mismatched expectations from fantasy to reality. But as much as I wish that would happen, I'm not going to make it happen by wishing. So, yeah, this is going to go on forever and a day. And I will say this also, I'm a little bit more frustrated by more mature men who do this. I think young men often don't have any experience with anything. So they come in very much more blind than mature men who've had relationships with actual for real women who have some experience out in the world and they still do it. So, yeah, there's something between, ooh, I've read all this stuff and seen all this porn and had all this input and it's all out there, all the media, all the internet, all the marketing, and then not being able to make the leap between that and actually interacting with actual, for real women. I don't know. It's weird to me. But yes, A-plus rant. (laughs) Thank you for it. Greetings, miss. Can you please tell me if it is ever proper to top from the bottom? I'm a relatively new male sub. My dom, who incidentally was my friend first, keeps telling me that I'm her sub but does nothing that I would expect a dom to do. There are a lot more variables involved, but I don't wish to bore you with too many details. Thank you very much. Look, it depends how you define top from the bottom. To me, you don't have a you you don't even have a topping from the bottom question. What you have is a communication question. So what you should be asking is how do I talk to her about our mismatched expectations here? And the answer is you just sit down and you talk to her. So you're friends first, so presumably you have a good basis of foundation of communication of some sort. So I suggest you say, hey, can we have a chat about how this is working and what our respective expectations are of how this will go? And in that case, she can tell you what she expects from this dynamic and you can tell her what you expect and then you can come to a compromise where you both get some of what you want or you decide you're incompatible and you don't continue. So, yeah. You're asking the wrong question, but there's my answer. Good luck. I'm a 60-year-old man who has finally realized his destiny is to be an own sissy sub. My dom is 27. I'm proposing to leave my wife and move to a different country. Most of the time I think I must be mad, but this looks like it will really happen. Do younger doms sometimes enjoy having older subs? Okay. That's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) Look, age differences are a thing and it works for some people perfectly well. So that's the first thing. The second thing I have to ask is, have you even met this person? And are you paying this person? Because the answers to those two questions influence everything. If you haven't met her yet then don't go leaving your wife and your life and moving from one country to another, which is, depending where you are, I guess, not as easy as it might sound. Unless you're in Europe where moving to another country might be 50 miles down the road. (laughs) But even now in COVID times, that's a big deal. 
And if you're paying her, then stop paying her and see what happens in terms of a relationship. Do younger doms sometimes enjoy having older subs? Sure, why not? But if this is online only so far and you are paying her, what you have is not a relationship, it's a paid arrangement and they are not the same thing. So be cautious, take some sensible steps because you are making big decisions, maybe based on not real information. So, yeah, have a think about the practicalities and do some serious work before you uproot your life for this person. Best of luck to you. I'm in a long-term marriage with kids. Ten years in, I was ready to walk out the door when my husband admitted he was submissive and presented a DS relationship with me. Long story short is he manipulated me into being a kink dispenser for many years. I wised up, set the rules my way, and it's been a power struggle ever since. Our main challenge is communication. He won't communicate effectively, which sets me up for failure. How can I invite that communication? The pushback is exhausting. This is a great question. I am going to, as I do from time to time, <laughs> pimp my book. I have a book called How to Handle Disobedience. It's available on Amazon. Go and take a look because the premise of the book is how to handle when things don't go your way and that includes when they're not when your partner or your submissive is not communicating effectively to dig around to find the root cause of that so the book is very much going back to basics and asking how did you set up this relationship in the first place and what steps might you have missed then the reasons many submissives disobey including refuse to communicate and then I have actually an entire process step by step for you to go through to handle it when it happens. It's too long to go into here but it's really down-to-earth practical step-by-step step, how do I handle this information because you're right the pushback is exhausting and you shouldn't have to do it. So I strongly recommend you get that book to walk you through how to handle it because it's more than I can give you here. I will say this. I think it's more than inviting that communication because you've obviously already tried that. So you need to set some expectations in a different way and set up situations where he is going to succeed at communicating in the way that you want in small steps so whatever his block is which he probably will not be able to identify you have a, a method that will allow you to work through that slowly as opposed to saying you're not communicating well and him going I don't know what you mean or I'm trying or whatever so yeah get the book it's called how to handle disobedience and I wish you every bit of good luck with it Dear Ferns, 
Over the past 20 years, my partner and I have lived a pretty simple domestic life together, raised children, etc. She's been a good sport about my interest in femdom nonsense. (laughs) And we've had some on-again, off-again periods of researching and trying things out. I'm not hugely into BDSM, but I do appreciate strong women. One challenging aspect is that we've found the process of acting out femdom scenarios a little too artificial. I appreciate the effort, but would prefer something more lasting and believable. So we've been discussing a change of lifestyle and how to build her up as an authority figure at home. That's a big step for us. I'm the breadwinner and often the leader in terms of family decisions day to day. To make things a bit more fair, we're considering introducing weaponized BDSM. (laughs) Wow, that sounds intriguing, into our relationship. For example, using discipline in a less playful and more realistic kind of way. That stuff was never a big turn on for me and I'm a little nervous about it. We're just wondering if this is a crazy idea and whether you've seen that kind of relationship work. Thanks and we love your podcast, John. Well, John and your lovely partner, firstly, I want to say congratulations on successfully exploring and talking about things you might want to try and going forward with it. That is awesome. And many, many long-term couples cannot get to that point. So you're both to be congratulated for obviously your stellar communication and ability to try new things. I think... um, Domestic discipline is a thing. If you look up domestic discipline, there's a whole bunch of information about it on the internet. And obviously you'll find a lot of porn, but if you tag it with educational resources, uh, you should find a lot of information about it. Does it work? I don't know. I think it does work for some people. I think for me, the issue is that in all of those, those scenarios, and this is only my opinion, of course. Of course, all of this is only my opinion. In those scenarios where you've failed or you've fucked up, the idea of using discipline in a serious way requires her to amp up her energy and interest in acting a certain way in order to take care of what you did wrong. And... To my mind, what it's doing is putting the emphasis and the onus on your partner to be responsible for your behavior versus you being responsible for your behavior. And while it might sound like it'll be a fun little thing at first, I think in the longer term, it can get very tiring for her and it absolves you of your own building your own discipline and your own self-control. So absolutely, if you want to give it a go and give it a try, then that's great. But just check in with how it's going because I know for me as a dominant, I am absolutely not interested in cycling up my dominant energy in order to take care of his failures. That's not, that's not dominance, it's playing a game. So you talked about play acting and to me that's play acting. What is not play acting is saying, right, you said you were going to do this thing. You didn't do that thing. I'm holding you accountable. Come and talk to me about what the problem is. And if you want to have a punishment or discipline dynamic, then that's cool. 
and there are reasons for that that I'm totally on board with. I, I like to have a punishment dynamic, but they're not a problem solver. You solve the problem first, you come up with strategies to address it, you come up with you know, whatever systems you need to come up with to make it not happen again. And punishment is more of a penance. It's not a way to fix a problem. It's a way to pay a penance after you fix the problem, if you understand what I mean. If you go to my blog, I've written a couple of posts on punishment that talk about this a bit more. And I think part of the, the thing with punishments for me, again, is that when my submissive has failed at something and we've talked about it and we've come up with strategies to fix it and to ensure it doesn't happen again and he's recommitted to his you know agreements or we've had to change some things whatever we've done and it's fixed my punishments are never me throwing my energy at throwing my dominant energy at him my punishments are him doing a penance that requires no energy from me so maybe he has to write me an essay, maybe he has to write lines. If he's not done a chore, maybe he has to do it 20 times in a row because that's a lesson, right? I do not do play things as punishment because it blurs the lines between hot fun play and no, you fucked up. And that starts to get a bit messy. And it also, when, when my submissive does something wrong, we both feel bad. And in that mindset, I cannot and do not want to give him my time and energy because something is a little bit broken. So his penance is to make it up to me with his own energy. He brings that to me. I forgive him. We put it behind us. We close the door and then we have some sweet little cuddles or maybe a little ritual to bring him back to me. So absolutely, I think it can work. I think just keep an eye on who's bearing the burden of your fuck-ups, I guess, is, is my advice. Because if it's her, she's going to get tired of that pretty quick. Please let me know how you go, what you try and how it goes. I would love to hear it. Hi, Ferns. Lady Isla's Reek here again. I have permission to ask you this. My lady is weaning me off sweet things. I need to obey her and understand that it's for my own good. But I am the Keith Richards of puddings. <laughs> and I'm in good health and with good BMI for my age, despite having once eaten 14 creme brulees in a competition. She, however, likes nothing sweet. I've had no problem obeying her in all else, but I'm conflicted internally. Please help a slave with a sweet tooth, Burns. Okay, Rick, here's my help. Stop eating sweet things. You're welcome. Good evening. I hope you're well and keeping your spirits up during these interesting times. I am, thank you. And I think I'm lucky to be in a country where our leaders, you know, we trust them and they take harsh and immediate <laughs> measures that we hate, but that work. So I think we've been very fortunate throughout this whole ordeal but thank you i hope you are keeping your spirits up also i listened to your latest podcast this morning on the way to work and you really brightened my day thank you for that you are so welcome i'm glad it brightened your day 
I have a lot of questions, but my most important one is how to work past low self-esteem and embarrassment over one's body. This is not so much for me per se, though I do have these troubles myself, but for my husband. He struggles with this and I want to be able to help him so that he can be comfortable in his own skin when we play together. He's one of the people whose minds are constantly racing and it's difficult for him to relax sometimes, especially once he starts thinking those negative thoughts about himself. Despite my constant reassurance, he can't seem to shake these feelings. How can I help? Have you any experience in this kind of situation? Thank you in advance. I will be eagerly awaiting your next episode. Have a wonderful day. And then I got a love heart. <laughs> Thank you for the love heart. I think, I think so. Like body image issues are real and very difficult to address from outside. Because often people who have those kinds of issues cannot, I think, hear you or they can hear you but they can't internalize how they feel about themselves I don't have a magic answer for you you're already giving giving him constant reassurance I can give you some suggestions that may help one is to blindfold him so that he is not seeing bodies when you play and another is maybe while he's blindfolded to specifically spend time appreciating all the things you love about his body and telling him so. So with touch and kisses and whatever you enjoy and verbal reassurance while you do that. Another idea is to start to introduce things to him that make him feel a little bit happier about small pieces. Like if he's quite happy with his hands for example, hands are gorgeous, beautiful, erogenous, giving sort of often with veins just, and uh, you know, they're beautiful. So if you can then start to especially appreciate those pieces that he's already happy with and then go on from there because he might believe you about for example his hands or whatever else you like his nipples or his lips or any other parts of him that you just adore that once you convince him or he kind of believes those things then maybe he will believe more about the rest of his body when you tell him how much it does it for you how much you appreciate this and that and how this turns you on and how you love how he does this or those sort of things the other, the other thing you can do is move away from how his body looks to how it makes you feel. So when you rub up against him, how that feels for you. How when you touch his skin in certain places, how the muscle or the softness or the hairiness or whatever is appealing to you. So there's plenty of ways that you can sort of ease into those things in small ways that may help. But I, I really think you can't fix someone's self-esteem with that. You just can't. So the next thing then is for him to try and fix it himself. And then that's something that he has to want to do and has to figure out how to do. I don't think you can, I mean, you can't do that for him. If he is unfit, I guess you can 
start something together that you might both enjoy going for walks going for swims that may not even change his body but make him feel better about how his body moves or what it's capable of doing that sort of thing so yeah it's a tricky one I wish you a lot of luck it's hard I know it's hard when you love someone who has those kind of issues and you just want them to you want to be able to snap your fingers and go I think you are beautiful and have them internalize it and believe it but that's a tough call I wish you the best of luck with it. BDSM question. My girlfriend said she, in order to continue seeing her and having normal sex with her, I, this is badly written, I'm sorry, she wants me to suffer, be degraded, humiliated and suffer sexually. She wants to have me on a table on my back, my legs spread and tied with ropes holding them apart. Blah, 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 very specific details. Uh, uh, uh. And then she blah, and then she blah, and then she blah, and then she'll blah, blah. <laughs> At the end, what do you think of this scenario? Oh, is there anything else that she could do to make it more degrading? Okay, look, the truth is I don't care. <laughs> If it works for you and it works for your girlfriend, that is awesome. And I'm very happy for you and I hope it works great and you have a whale of a time, both of you. I, I'm i not really into degrading my submissive, so I don't have any suggestions for you. But look, if you search the internet, there is a million places that you could get ideas. I'm 100% sure. So enjoy. You're lucky to have found her and that you're going to have this amazing set of experiences. Good for you. Hello, ferns. I have now finished listening to every episode of your excellent podcast. <laughs> Yay! As someone relatively new to the world of kink, I feel I've learned quite a lot from the questions you answer. I appreciate how you answer all of the questions with an open mind and a kind manner. My work sometimes requires me walking around for long periods of time, so I really appreciate having something interesting to listen to. Keep up the good work, and I look forward for future podcasts. Well, here you go. <laughs> Warmly demure sub-husband. Well, thank you so much for the sweet words. I'm so glad you appreciate it. It gives you something to do while you're at work. Are you a postie? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Thank you for your service, if that's you. Hi Ferns, I love your podcasts. I listen to them while I drive to work. You have a beautiful voice and I'm looking forward to listening to the next one. Thank you so much, I appreciate that. I'm writing for some advice. My very beautiful wife has very recently become my key holder and my queen. That's so lovely. Congratulations to you both. She was very vanilla but is evolving. I'm a natural service sub and a closeted sissy maid, so I absolutely love that she gave me permission to do things she would normally do, like the dishes, make the bed, dust the furniture, etc. I had free time on my hands this summer, but now I'm going back to work. I won't be able to do all the things I did for her, and this creates stress and guilt for me. I don't know how to handle it, as the only thing I want in my life is to serve her so she can have the time to pursue other fun activities. 
Any advice? I do have advice. Depending on how you're financially situated, I suggest you see if you can find someone to do those some of those chores for her. Like maybe every fortnight have someone come in and do vacuuming and washing and you know mop the floors and all those sorts of things. If you do not have the funds for that, and honestly most people do not, then my other piece of advice is to still do it, just cut it down. So maybe come home from work or before work you get up early, do one thing and then you do one thing every day. And if you want to, like I'm not sure how you work it with your queen, you could set up a schedule and you could put it on the fridge and you could say, right, Monday I'm going to mop the kitchen. That's it. That's the one thing. Tuesday I'm going to sweep the garage. I don't know. You know. So then you have a schedule. You have one thing to do every day rather than you doing all the things all the time that need to be constantly done. And that way you still get to contribute. You still get to provide that service but take some of the pressure off. Alternatively, if you haven't already, ask her how she sees it working best. She may have some great ideas. I'm so happy for you and your queen. I hope you find a solution. Hi, this is an awkward question, but my girlfriend slash mistress has a fantasy of seeing me suck another man's dick and maybe bounce on one as well. I'm not gay and the idea is unappealing, but I desperately want to please my mistress and fulfill all her fantasies. Any suggestions on how to get over my apprehension and any tips for a first-time cocksucker? Appreciate your advice. Jason S. Look, honestly, it depends how big your aversion to this is. So you say it's unappealing. And I want to say a few things here. One is that if she were to find someone to do this with, there's... It's not very pleasant for a dude to get his cock sucked by someone who thinks it's gross. Like, it's just not very nice, right? Having someone do it reluctantly is often not very sexy and not a turn-on for a lot of people. So I would, A, consider how you're going to sell this to a third person when you don't want to do it. Because it's going to make them feel a bit shit and possibly make them bail because they'll be able to tell that you don't really want to do it and that's not their jam. Even if you give consent, which obviously you will, um, just having someone do sex stuff to you that they're not enjoying is not sexy. Two, you don't have to fulfill all her fantasies. There are many ways to play with this without actually involving a third person. And... Sometimes fantasies are best left off as fantasies. Third, how to get over your apprehension. Your apprehension is valid and I'm not sure you need to get over it, frankly. If it doesn't turn you on, if you find it unappealing, if you think it would be unpleasant, then the chances that you're going to have some after effects that are really negative for both you and for your relationship are pretty high. So I don't think this is something that you should put aside your feelings for. 
there are some things that you should put aside your feelings for. For example, you don't want to take out the garbage, you take out the fucking garbage. This is not in the same realm as that. So yeah, I would reconsider what you're doing there. Hmm. Good luck with it. Hey Ferns, I just found your podcast and it's amazing. Yay! <laughs> I'm interested in your books. However, I'd love to have an audio book version option. You have the best voice. Well, thank you. Do you think that would be a project you take on in the future? Well, my darling, let me tell you. I am currently doing exactly that over on my Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash Dom Chronicles, one word. Over there, I'm currently um, creating an audiobook for my Dom Chronicles book, which is erotica. It's erotic stories. There's some examples on my blog if you want to hear what it sounds like. I think I did one at the on my last podcast or maybe the one before. I put a an audio story at the end there. It's a lot of work, <laughs> not least because that's a big book. Um, so my patrons are supporting me. Thank you so much to my wonderful patrons in creating that content. And they get it as I release it, which is at least one story a week, often two. So I am working on it. And if you are impatient and want to hear it now, 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 I must have like 40 of them done by now. I didn't go over and check, but I have quite a lot of them done by now. So if you join up, you will get access to all of those and the ones that are coming. And you will get early unedited access to this podcast at the higher tiers. P.S. I love your sanity. I think so much of what you talk about comes down to boundaries. Women being able to say what they want and then not feeling shame about it. It's not something people talk about in vanilla relationships, but it's required in DS. I wish it was something people spent more time discussing outside of the bedroom too. It's such a big part of getting what you want in life. You are so right. You are so right. I discovered this idea of boundary setting when I was very young. And I was so surprised that boys my age, who I thought would go, now nah, piss off. When I set my boundaries and set my expectations as a teenager with teenage boys, they would clamor to do better. And it was a revelation. So all of those um, people who think they have to accept less than what they want, they do not. They just have to say, no, that's unacceptable. This is what I want. And if the person goes, yeah, no way, then you go, okay, well, bye then. That's it. Done. I know it's easier than it sounds, but it's not as hard as it sounds. <laughs> Glad you exist. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with the world. Much love to you. And then I got a love heart from Kat. Thank you, Kat. I appreciate that. How often do you masturbate? Well, that's straight to the point, isn't it? I try for once a day. And when I say I try for, I, I do mean that. Like, it's not, oh, I'm so horny, I have to masturbate. It really is, I should masturbate because, you know, it's a thing. You've got to keep things oiled, so to speak. 
Sometimes more, sometimes less. Hi friends, I've just found your page. Very informative indeed. A couple of days ago I saw and read it the first time. I recall something like some advice of what not to say, tell or ask your mistress, like as some very bad icebreakers and or awful starters to a conversation with a mistress. I think it was formulated something like how not to ask a mistress into any relationship. Do I mix this up with another text, another place, or is this subject something you've given advice around? Now I cannot find this piece of text where you explain thoroughly what a mistress sees and wants in a relationship with a submissive. Can you assist me, please? I had to go look that up, and I do indeed have such a post. It's called Advice for the Newly Minted Submissive Man Seeking. So if you go to my blog and you do a search for that, you will find it. You're welcome. Dear Ferns, I discovered you a few months ago and thank God I did. <laughs> thank God you did. I'm so pleased. I'm truly impressed by how fine-tuned you are to the subtleties of human relationships. Anyways... Do you have any practical advice for how to introduce the fact I'm sexually submissive to someone I'm dating and with whom a relationship might be on the horizon? My own thoughts are, do it early before there's a relationship. Be relaxed. Don't tell her with a serious voice. Sit down, my love. The time has come for me to tell you a dark secret. <laughs> the problem is, this is exactly how most of us will go about it since we know that what we're about to say might be the end. And yet, that seriousness just makes a bad outcome all the more likely. So how do we go about it? One idea is just to bring up the subject of sex in general and then mention your submissiveness as an add-on, which will lead to capital Q, question, capital T, time, question time. Those are my thoughts. What are yours? Thank you, your Swedish fan. Hello, dear Swedish fan. I do agree that you shouldn't bring it up as a big dastardly thing. My advice really does depend on when you're going to do it. I think one of the big things that um, blows it for people who are trying to explain the concepts is that they use BDSM terminology including the word submissive. And for someone who's not familiar with it, they will immediately go to Google and they will run a mile because once you look that up in Google, you are fucked. <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it. So what I would do is I think doing it early is a good idea. And uh, I mean, once you have some interest, don't bring it up with someone you're not even interested in. But when you do bring it up, I think bring up things that you like that are beneficial to your partner instead of saying I'm submissive you can say I like to please my partner I like to follow where she wants to lead or I like for her to be happy in these certain ways this versus going I like DS or I like dominant women or any of that stuff because they're going to find porn once they look at it and if you do that, then you can introduce things slowly. And it does bring up question time. And in those discussions, I would also bring up things that you like if they're sexual things, not in explicit details. 
But again, the whole I like to please my partner is not a bad look, right? It's not a scary thing. <laughs> we just make it scary because when we present it, and especially when submissive men present it, what they do is they put the onus on the woman to be someone they're not. I like to please my partner is about what I like to do for you. I want my woman to, and then reel off a whole list of things, is putting the onus on her to be someone she's not. And that's going to make most women go, well, that's not me, right? So yeah, that's my advice. Don't use BDSM terminology. Talk about how it manifests for you in a relationship with a focus on how that's good for her, how that's a positive in a relationship. Yeah. Hi, Ferns. Ah! <laughs> that's all in capitals with an exclamation. My name's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. And I stumbled upon your podcast while looking for material to listen to while I take my walks. As of typing this, I've gotten up to your podcast from July 7th, 2018. I'm sure when you finally see this, I'll be completely caught up, though. Are you having a go at me? <laughs> I just purchased your books, Find a Dominant Woman, as well as write an awesome online profile. I look forward to reading them. I might have actual questions for you down the line, but I'm writing you now just to say you're freaking awesome and I am so happy to have found your content. I love how brutally honest you are with the horny wankers found throughout this community and probably look crazy to my neighbours when I'm laughing at what you say. <laughs> Signed, your new fan, Kyle. P.S. I followed you on FetLife. Oh, and my username is... I'm not going to say it out loud. Would I say it out loud? Feel free to creep on my profile and yell at me if I end up doing a horrible job at utilising your books. I will do that. I'll be yelling my head off at you, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you so much for your sweet message. I appreciate it. Oh, and I've just checked my FetLife. And I have already talked to Kyle because of this. Hello, Kyle. <laughs> Dear Sharon, reading your blog posts has been a delight and your occasional scene descriptions frightfully close to many a lifelong fantasy. Imagine my surprise when this intelligent, funny and based on your yearly birthday nudes, stunning woman was single and looking for a man. While I'm going Groundhog Day, Bill Murray style, me, 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 also could be me, <laughs> on the ad. I wonder, how old was she again? It doesn't say. I checked Fat Life, but it says something so unexpected that I'm back here and just really want to check. So would you be kind enough to tell us or confirm your age? P.S. I started writing this silly rhyme excerpt below, trying to be witty and failing miserably, I fear, so I stopped. It is but a silly question, I'm sure, and a rude one at that. So feel free to leave a spore or a good old cussing for a simple twat. <laughs> However, something seemed so absurd, far-fetched and even... Sorry, that word was blurred. <laughs> what a delightful message. Thank you so much. And the age on my FetLife profile is indeed correct. So take that as you will. Do you like watching men fuck each other? I've never done that. So, I don't know. 
I mean, I came close at clubs a couple of times, but they were strangers, so I don't know. Obviously, it's not a big thing of mine because I don't know. I like watching male porn sometimes, but really that's more about the aesthetic than the men fucking each other. Anzac biscuits, lamingtons or fairy bread. Fuck, marry, avoid. I want to point out that this person said fairy as in you take a fairy across the waters, but it's not fairy bread. It's fairy bread. Just saying. I would avoid the fairy bread, marry the Anzac biscuits and fuck the lamingtons because they're soft. So there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> I would like to send you a cake. How can I make this happen? <laughs> this is because I have a, a thing I do where if I get a silly email from someone who is nowhere near me who asks if they can be my submissive, I often answer with, yes, be here at nine, bring cake. So it's both a joke and it's a dig. And then I laugh and laugh and laugh because I think it's fucking funny, right? Because they're not going to bring me cake. <laughs> and they have no intention of being my submissive. They just want some online wankery. Anyway, so I was talking about it on Twitter and now I have a friend of mine. <laughs> Hello, John. Um saying that he would like to send me cake. Well, don't you worry, because I will find a way for you to send me cake. Don't you worry about that. I will take that offline with you. <laughs> Thank you for asking. One last one. We're at one hour and five. So we're just going to be... Oh, by the time I cut out all the mistakes, <laughs> we're going to be at about now, which is just about right. I have a question! exclamation thank you what are some ways to tell if your femdom relationship is well suited to extend outside the bedroom this is from subboy joy on twitter i think the best way to tell is to talk about it with your partner see what you each think that will look like give it a go and see how it feels seriously it's not that complicated I also think, I know you wanted more than that. I think if you find yourself naturally falling into following your dominance wishes outside the bedroom because you enjoy it and it makes you happy and she finds herself naturally making decisions and being a little bit like well this is what it is and you're happy to take that on board in day-to-day -day things then I think that's a, an indication that it's worth discussing and you can always of course try it see what works discard what doesn't and keep what does and grow that so yeah I think as soon as you have that DS dynamic and it's not about making your dick hard it's just about how you live your lives together, then you have an indication that you might have something to talk about. So yeah, that's my answer. And thank you for that excellent question, Subboy Joy. And now we've reached the end. That's the last one. 
I'm just going to do a quick check to make sure that's true because I always invite people to send me things just before I record in case someone wants to slip one right at the end there. Nope, that's it. We're done for the the last podcast of the year and good riddance to 2020. That's what I say. Thank you so much for joining me and for listening to my podcasts this year and to those of you who subscribe i appreciate it so much for those of you who ask me questions i wouldn't have a podcast without you so thank you very much for that if you would like an early unedited (laughs) ridiculous version of this podcast you can join me on patreon which is www.patreon.com forward slash Dom Chronicles, D-O-M-M-E Chronicles, one word. You have to subscribe at a higher tier, but if you just want Femdom Audio Erotica in my sultry Australian tones, you can join at the lowest tier and you will get them all. My name is Sharon Ferns. I blog over at domchronicles.com, D-O-M-M-E-Chronicles.com. And if you want to ask me a question for my next podcast, you can go to my blog and go to my Ask Me page where there's a form where you can ask me whatever you like and it is completely anonymous. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you next time. Bye for now.